Welcome to uh, the Cornerstone Church podcast. It's nice to have you tuning in for another week. Uh, I think on our last episode of the Pilgrim's Progress, uh, we hinted that there might be two episodes left, but in fact, we're going to try and wrap it up today. So in theory, this will be our last Pilgrim's Progress podcast. Yeah, we're Mm. going to heaven. Yeah. So I'm here with uh, Rory and Pete again. Hello. Hello. And I'm Tom, and we're all uh, (laughs) pastors at the church, and we've got Aidan in the room who's been doing the tech for us. We're thankful to him. Um, so last time we uh, we were looking at ignorance again, uh, quite a lengthy um, look into ignorance and what what he believed and where he was going wrong. And um, he's going to play a minor part. He is. Yeah, we're going to see up. him. Yeah, in the last lines of the book. But for now, at least they've um, they've left him behind. And um, this chapter starts with Christian and hopeful um, trying to kind of make the most of their time together. And so there's uh, quite a lengthy discussion about um, how to fear the Lord properly, and uh, again they're just they're just redeeming the time that they have, and they're they're wanting to talk spiritually um, and lead each other on. And so we won't we won't go into detail of that conversation really, because um, it's it's going over lots of stuff we've seen before. But um, the next the next major part of the trip is that they they come to this uh, they come to this country called Beulah. Um, and so they have passed through now the enchanted ground, which was a dangerous place to be because if they didn't uh, keep their wits about them, they might fall under the spell of the place, fall asleep, and that would uh, that was a picture of falling away from from Christ, really. Um, but now they've come into a much happier place called Beulah. And uh, does one of you want to just tell us a bit about that and what it means and what's going on there? And uh, well, it's a pleasant place. Uh, it's full of. Um pleasant air and sweet smells in the air and um uh it, it's a place of solace really i think he calls it a place of solace and he's he's quoting isaiah 62 um because they they they're sort of um they're seeing and uh almost uh, feeling and experiencing the, the new creation mm. and so it's just a sort of a joyful place to be i think He's trying to say on one degree that, you know, as you get older, as you get nearer death, this should be something that uh, becomes sort of clearer in your in, in your vision. Mm. Um, uh, that you're, you, you've, d- you've done a lot of the battles and you know how to battle. You're, a, you're, yeah. a, you're, you're not sitting easy because you're, you're ready for battles, but you know the battles. Mm. But uh, here he's trying to, to so show... less prone to some of the impulses of youth, perhaps the quick yeah. decisions, the rash decisions, the arrogant. Mm. I know what I'm doing. It's this way. It's definitely that way. Or yep. so you've mellowed a bit. In, in you've that. mellowed a bit, and you've walked the walk, and 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 now you're beginning to rejoice in the whole uh, idea of heaven and and the new creation that's coming. Really. Mm. Um, it's not saying you can't do that throughout your life, no. but there there is a sort of tendency, isn't there, where you've done your battles and physically uh, you are decaying, but mm. mentally mm. you're and spiritually you're alive, looking forward to what is to come. Mm. Yeah, I was just looking up the um, the definition of the word means married, and it, that, that's mm. how it's used in in scripture with Isaiah. It's about married to the land, and I think maybe that's a Maybe it's a suggestion that you're more, I think this is what you're saying, you're more settled in your faith with Christ. And actually, 
you no longer live for the pleasures of this world, but you're actually now really looking forward to the pleasures of the next world. Mm. Well, he quotes Isaiah 62 here, yeah. and it says, "As the bride rejoiceth over the uh, sorry, as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, um, uh, so did." Their God rejoice over them. So he's mm. got it's 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 a sense of uh, of of the delight of God yeah. in them as mm. the, as the bride. Yeah, so they're experiencing these these promises and blessings. Mm. And, That's right. Yeah, and I think I think you're you're probably right to say that although this is placed right at the end of their journey, and so it feels natural to think of this as the the later stages of life. It's probably a picture of. A seasons that we go through isn't it mm. where we we feel the sun is never setting on us you know we're enjoying it day and night living in the lord's favor there's a closeness in our walk with the lord um we're enjoying good christian company we feel close to the to the bride the bridegroom um because i suppose i mean, I mean retirement can be an idolized thing can't oh, it yeah. you know if people yeah. think oh the final from 65 to 85, I'm just going to get a camper van, see the world. I'm going to um, basically relive my gap year, but a bit older. And mm. you kind of jettison all your commitments and make a bit of an idol out of that. Well, you've that. got your list, haven't you? Um, your, yeah. Your, your, what do you call it? Uh, bucket list. Bucket list. Bucket list. Yeah. I've got to go and do all these things. Yeah. 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 And, what, and you were saying, you know, pipe, uh, John Piper, um, American preacher, uses the whole idea of yeah. collecting. What, what was it? Yeah, well, I think shells. I think it was. A, it came out of an article that he read somewhere uh, uh, about this couple who who were going to do that. They were going to spend their retirement on the beaches collecting shells, and he yeah. was just lamenting that you know those years in some ways could be. You've got the most to give, you know. Yeah, you've, you've got a life of learnt wisdom. There are young people in the church who you could be encouraging. But you're never going to be there because yeah. Be I mean, he's not girls, saying don't be a Caleb, is he? He wants us to be a Caleb to yeah. the to the end, doesn't yeah. he? Well, well, a Joshua and a Caleb yeah. who fight, who well, keep I, on fighting in their eighties. Yes, well, I think yeah. that that's when you'll have Beulah at the end. Yeah, is those who persevere and they don't go grow lukewarm and actually what because that's the enchanted that's the enchanted land. Yes, and it? actually that's yeah. what they discuss as they yeah. go through the enchanted land. They they say that people suddenly start to go lukewarm. Uh, they stop with the uh, in the word. They they start to say yes to lusts. They stop keeping company with um, God's people. I think I think um, you're right. Beulah can be throughout life, but it should be to it should be at the end as well. But mm. it must be those who keep on going strong, mm. um, and those who go strong to the end will enjoy Beulah because I think as they keep going and persevering. They are. They keep on growing in the truths of the gospel, and then they they delight in the things that are going to come mm. more and more. Mm. I think. I think as they go and the, and scripture becomes real, more and more real to them. This world grows as that song goes, strangely dim, mm. and Christ and the the glories that are to come are sharper in focus at the end. And I think that's then the 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 enjoyment and the refreshment of the word of God in in those times. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he does sort of talk about you can't, you can't. I think you can't see the valley of the shadow of death, and you you actually can't see giant despair and his doubting castle and stuff. I think he says you can't see it, but um, they can't see doubting castle anyway. Yeah, they 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 they've sort of gone through that again, hasn't it? Is mm. that, it, that I think there is a sort of 
a man or a woman towards the end of their life. They've they've had these battles and fights. But as you say, uh, 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 he's definitely not giving the impression mm. that they're just sitting back in bed and doing nothing. No. Because they're delighting in God's word. Yeah. So they're Caleb's, they're Joshua's, mm. they're still fighting. They're not the ten spies that want to give up and go home to mummy sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we're not dealing with battle language here, are we? No. We're dealing with... Uh, enjoyment of God and knowing that God enjoys us. Yes. That's yeah. the amazing and thing. And interesting, they can't see those trials and those tribulations mm. that they've come through, but what is it that they are looking at? Mm. They're in sight of the celestial city. That's what yep. they're seeing. That's where they're getting... Yep. Not, they're not stopped, in a sense, because it says, here, um, here the pilgrims were within sight of the celestial city where they were going, mm. yep. and they're still journeying on here. Yep. And is this the first time, just thinking now, that they're encouraged to to sleep? Because uh, they certainly they certainly shouldn't have done it on the hill difficulty. Well, and sort of the enchanted um, land as well. But, but it seems here that the um, you know the gardener who's taking them into the vineyards, and it says, and here they tarried and they slept. Mm. Now I beheld in my dream that they talked more in their sleep than <laughs> they ever did on their journey. Mm. Um, and uh, they're kind of wondering it's about rest, that. Isn't it? And he says the gra- it's the grapes of the place are so nutritious and full of spiritual good that when you eat them, even mm. sleeping, you're preaching the gospel while you're fast asleep yeah. to each other. <laughs> and so this is the most sanctified form of rest on the journey, isn't it? Yeah, they've you know generally speaking had to be careful of sleep, but this this land is. Is so good that, that yes. even your even your sleep is gospel sleep. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's it's in, enjoying the. It's it's not a sluggard sleep, is it? It's uh, it, it's enjoying all of the promises mm. of God and resting in Him and delighting in Him and mm. uh, understanding the truths and yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, we've got a. I think we've said that, but it's, it's not giving up the battle. <laughs> no. Well, there, there's been moments throughout the journey where they've had yeah. times where they've had rest and re- mm. refreshment, usually after a battle. So I'm pretty sure... Or that, they go to a house. Yeah, they, they go yeah, to the house yes. or they go to the, the delectable mountains with the shepherds. I think there's re- refreshment there. And just before giant, um, Doubting Castle, yeah. they find a place where they're meant to rest. Yeah. But not obviously it's never meant to be for a, a long period of time. No. So, for instance, when... Uh, Christian was on the hillside and he, he was going to make the rest for a moment yeah. and, he, and then mm. he sleeps for too long. Whereas I think you're probably right. This is sleep the, is a blessing, isn't yeah. it? And I mean, we, we, can, we can make an idol out of not sleeping mm. you know, sometimes yeah. and, because there's no rest. You mm. know, it says there's no rest for the wicked, doesn't it? But, you know, there's uh, the sense that we're not sleeping enough and sometimes we do need to, to, to sleep more in order mm. to be able to do the stuff that God wants mm. us to do. But sleep is a, you know, is there to refresh us about God's work, isn't it? And mm. who God is, not a not a sluggard sleep where you just don't do anything. No, yeah. So it's a beautiful picture, isn't it, of delight and refreshment and lacking nothing. They lack no corn or wine. Mm. So they're just having a lovely time, aren't yeah. they? Mm. Yes. So then they then they pass they pass through there, or they come to the end of that, and they meet they meet um, some men. Uh, who are preparing them for what's ahead. And basically they're saying, okay, you've had this time in Beulah now. Uh, you're almost home. You're very nearly there. Um, but there are two more difficulties that you are going to encounter 
before you enter that city. Um, and then they see um, a gate, and um, between them and the gate is a, is a river, and there's no bridge to go over it, and the river is very deep. And so there's this, I suppose we're meant to imagine, you know, not a little stream, but a, you know, a great coursing river um, that looks very deep. It looks hard to cross. Um, there doesn't seem to be any other way over it except to go through it. Um, and they're feeling pretty nervous about this, aren't they? Well, Christian definitely is. Um, hopeful is more hopeful, isn't he? But mm. uh, yeah, so they they put their feet in the river and it, and it all seems to sort of go a bit wrong for Christian, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, and again, we're going to see the, the absolute need for um, uh, fellowship, really, mm. in, yeah. in difficult times. But the, the river's death, isn't it? Yeah. And suddenly Christian is is thinking he's 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 not good enough for the kingdom mm. of heaven he's 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 not a true yeah. man and all mm. of that stuff well before they even get into the river they're thinking is there not another way mm. oh yeah yeah they, yeah and yeah. they and the the shining one said there is one other way yeah. there's only only two men that have ever gone through that <laughs> yeah. way and that's uh, Enoch and uh, and Elijah yeah um so you have to go through yeah, it's very interesting because he says it won't it won't be back that way until the sound of the last trumpet. Yes. So that those who are left alive when Christ returns mm. uh, seems to imply that they won't experience death as Enoch and Elijah, and they'll be taken up to be with the Lord in the air without having to pass through it. Um, but in the main, everyone's got to go. Yes. Um, uh, uh, but then, but then, so they have to go through the river, and they're told it's going to be it's shallower or deeper depending on your belief in the king if you if you are keeping the gospel mm. and christ at, at the center of your vision mm. you'll find that this is an easier river to cross if you can't if you if you you know take your eyes off him it'll be deep it'll feel deeper and you'll start to sink and that i think is the problem for christian is that when he's going through as you say hopeful is always hopeful he's always looking at the king Whereas Christian starts to take his eye off the king and, and, and really struggles through this, mm. this river. Well, he looks at his own sin, doesn't he, really? Yeah. And feels very, very sinful and unworthy um, and, and, and starts sinking. Mm. Um, I mean, greatly, and really, really, really a sort of great depression, really, mm. isn't it? Mm. And he's taking in water and going under and thinking that... Uh, you know, even even when hopeful says, "Look, there's shining ones for you. Look, there's mm. the gate for you." He yeah. says, "No, no, that's the, the gate for you, not for me. Mm. Um, they're for you, not mm. for me." Um, and yeah. this is a satanic thing, isn't it? I mean, there are. He does talk about in this old one the hobgoblins and the sprites and the mm. demons yep. who are uh, coming alongside Christian um, with their armbands on, I presume, and <laughs> you know, to in order to whisper these discouragements in our, in the ear and. Uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's a horrible thing, isn't it? Because I suppose in those dying moments, Christian is he can only remember his failures and his guilt when, when actually, you know, the Lord has enabled him to do incredible good in his life, and uh, he's made so much so much contribution and such a difference to so many people as as all Christians do. But you never remember that in the you only. You only remember the things that have gone wrong, and you can't lose sight of the the hours and hours of good work that the Lord has helped you to do. Um, mm. And so it's a it's a lie about your life, isn't it? Really. Um, mm. And that's what do you what think Bunyan's saying here? I mean, he, he 
he hasn't got the theology to to say that that Christian will lose his lose his salvation here, has he? Because Christian's got he's got the assurance, he's yeah. got yeah. the right papers, he's got yeah. all he came the right route, he's gone to the cross, hasn't he? So what what do you think Bunyan is saying here? Well, I think it's I mean in in the first instance this is about death, but I think the the truth here um, is relevant to almost every single situation that we face where, where things are more or less easy depending on how we bring them to the Lord. Um, I mean, there's that prayer, isn't uh, that song, isn't that what a friend we have in Jesus? You know, one of the lines is something like, oh, what needless pain we bear, uh, you know, we because we choose to shoulder the anxieties ourselves rather than unloading them to Jesus. And, mm. and I guess it's true that almost everything we do, you know, every day at school and every, you know, night out in town and every meeting that we go through and every difficulty and every illness will be, will be more or less hard to bear depending on whether we will unload all our concerns and cares to Jesus or not. And um, Chris, Christian seems to be, the thing about hopeful is he's he, you know this this stream is shallow for him isn't it um because he's sort of hopeful of what's to come he's unloading his hopes onto the lord whereas christian seems to be sort of thinking more about himself really at the moment and looking at himself at this time um i think but i think as well like you, you know when when death comes there are there are christians who who are at- attacked by doubt and yeah. and they've done they've they've they're reminded of their sin and so it's like well you know what if i'm what if i'm not one of the lord's people mm. and what if i don't make it and you know i did this that and the other and it's sort of an unbelief because yeah. of a really strong belief yes isn't it yeah mm. the the real strong belief that this is a right this is right jesus is right yeah. Yeah. sin is right uh, there is a heaven there is yeah, a hell yeah, yeah. But but it's a sort of unbelief within that. Yes, it's partly why um, mm. it's interesting. If if you know uh, children who have been converted very young, aren't always sure that they've been converted, and yeah. so they they often say, "Oh, I had to keep on praying the prayer of conversion," because they're like, "Well, what if I'm not saved?" Mm. And I think you know that could be a very real feeling and emotion when you come to death, and and you have questions, and the process of death is we don't understand it, and so there's mm. a lot of unknowns there that you have to deal with and it's a dark time and so there can be a real worry mm. and the, uh, the evangelist john the australian evangelist john chapman would always say you know his mum was always the first up at an altar call <laughs> yeah. and you know and he would say well you, you did that yeah. last week and she would well, yeah but i want to make sure <laughs> yeah. she, she was she was always up there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which is a it's, it is a lack of faith isn't it um mm. uh but different to ignorance isn't it i yeah. mean you know it is different isn't it it's a sort of lack of faith within the faith yeah yes. that's what i want to say yeah that's, yeah that's it's interesting isn't it i don't know whether there's a parallel in marriage you know if you were to yeah there's a sense in which once you're married um you and you enjoy married life together don't you and you want to continue to grow in your love for one another but if you were going home every day saying are we are we still married can i just mm. check are you do you can we do that again can we say our vows again you know and and trying to sort of re-go over the process eventually the spouse would say can we just uh yeah. <laughs> you know can we yeah. just enjoy i want you to love me and show me you love me but we don't need to let's enjoy it yeah, yeah. um it's, it's because of the human heart the human heart as as you say starts to focus in on myself yes 
rather than the objective out of myself reality that is in Christ mm. and what he has promised that he's done for us. Yeah. And Christians persevered all the way to this point. And so he must not forget that it's not to do with his faithfulness necessarily, but more to do with Christ's faithfulness yeah. to him. And as he's gone along, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. hopeful gets it. Hopeful's thinking, well, yeah, Jesus has been faithful to me. I'm looking yeah. at him. He wants, he's the one who promises to take me through uh, the, the valley. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, the, and the pit. And there's something about personality here as well, isn't there? That the way the Lord has wired us, sometimes things are easier or harder <coughs> just because of the way that he's set us up in his providence. And I mean, hopeful, although this kind of disposition serves him well at the moment, you know, he's really needed God's grace in the past because this disposition could have been the end of him yeah. because he wasn't discerning enough at points. You know, he was, yeah. he was too hopeful and he read the best into everything. Um, which is a lovely spirit to have, and yet it could have sent him to hell at points in this journey, you know, because, uh, you know, false teachers are standing saying, why don't you come off the road and investigate this? It's fantastic, you know. And he's saying, I think this bloke sounds pretty good, actually. Like, should we go and have a look? And Christian's saying, just we'll just rein it in a yeah. bit because we need to learn our lessons here. And so, um, you know, God is so gracious, isn't he? And and <clears throat> the, the characters that he's given us... Uh, you know, when sanctified will be great sometimes, but we'll all have our own particular errors and areas of sin given given who we are. Um, and although Christian has been quite a, you know, he's been quite a bulldog at points on this journey with when it comes to false teachers, um, perhaps his sort of laser-like focus on doctrine and stuff is what's the undoing of him now, in, in one sense. I, I don't know, you know. Uh, but, which is why... Uh, as you say, <laughs> coughing. Why it is important that we have Christian fellowship because Christian needs hopeful at this point, and hopeful is constantly preaching to him. And at first, you can't hear him, and then he keep, he keeps on going, you know, keeps on reminding him of of truth that is he has held dear, and that's when Christian starts to listen to him. Mm. Um, God, God, um, God hasn't abandoned you. Uh, you're going to keep on going, and then he says, "Be courageous." Jesus Christ makes you whole. Mm. And it's where those words that then hope uh, that Christian says, "Oh, I see him again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I see Faith him again. Comes through hearing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they will not overflow you. Oh, Christ has promised, even at this stage, that I will not be done with. Mm -hmm. uh, that I will. See, that He will be with me even through this last, I suppose, test trial. Mm. Um. And you'll make it, and, and that's what they do. They, they both get to the other side. Mm. 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 Okay, so... <coughs> yeah, sorry, I've got this cough. That's all right. Yeah, so they, they, uh, <coughs> the river or the enemy is as still as a stone mm. uh, once, that, once those scriptures come, come into the hobgoblins that he loves. Yeah, the, yeah. the hobgoblins have, have gone away and been swept away, but also I think the enemy, uh, as you were saying, Pete, the enemy... The river itself um, seems to be stilled. You know, you remember mm. Jesus standing on the boat saying, peace be still, and calms the waves. And so that it's a changed picture now. And they, they get over, and then they come up to <laughs> the bank on the <laughs> other side, and there are these ministering spirits um, who, who are angels, I suppose, really, who are, who are ready to greet them and also to aid them in the final leg of their journey because they've got to go up a mighty hill, <laughs> uh, it says, Um and, uh, you know, that reminds us of hill difficulty a bit, except in this case, um, 
they're able to go up with ease yeah. because they've got these men who are going to um you know take them by the arm and see them through the final part of their journey um not, so again god's grace you know it's amazing not just that they not just that they've got these shining ones but they've also left their mortal garments behind them yeah that, so they're free so it's such a good yeah, image it yeah. is a good image the yeah. physical body that you know <clears throat> holding them back and, ha- holds us back so much is no longer there and so it's just a it's a doddle this walk now because <laughs> they're no longer you know held back by the the, the passions of the flesh anymore and they're, mm. they're able to just go with these shining ones and mm-hmm. and walk well they come okay. to the gate then yeah. is it the next thing yeah they do um yeah well they discuss with the shining ones about the glory of the place and they they remind them of just how good it is and then they say those wonderful words you are going now um and what must that have been like to to hear um and so yeah they they come to the gate um and I mean, they're wondering what what they're going to do in this place. Um, you know, it seems like a question they might have asked earlier on. What, what are we actually going to do in it? <laughs> um, but they're going to receive comfort, yeah. all their difficulties. They're going to see the fruit of their prayers. That's a lovely thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, because sometimes you pray and you wonder, you wonder how the Lord is using our prayers, and and then I suppose there'll be some kind of answer in heaven as to, oh, that's what I did with that. And no, you shouldn't have asked that really. So I did something else and, you know, <laughs> uh, so crown, crowns of gold and a perpetual sight of the vision of the Holy One. Um, best of all, isn't it? They're going to mm. be able to look upon their Lord, mm. which is what they've, what they've been wanting. Um, and, those, and those that have served him, they'll be reunited yeah. with faithful and all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So ne- next, then, what's uh, it's the gate, the isn't it? And then lurking um, over the gate are these three blokes. Is that right? Yeah, there's. Uh, well, yeah, they're sort of um, welcomed by a, a procession, mm. yes. aren't they? So yeah. there's the, the, all these people come and meet them, and well, it gets better and better, yeah, doesn't it? I just, think that's the vision. It's just it? it's just taking like all these amazing scriptures about the old time reveling in them like his opportunity to say this is a glorious place i think the word glory is used about a hundred times yeah yeah it's great because as they go they're drawing near to the gate a company of the heavenly hosts come out to meet them and they're the men who have loved our lord when they were in the world and who have left all for this holy they're announcing who these people are yeah it's like trumpeters you're you're going in it's a great celebration um and uh, you know, they come to they come to the gate they're sur- as they're surrounded by all these people until they they come and they see the 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 gold inscription above this gate, and it says, mm. "Blessed are those who do His commandments, those who have rightful access mm. to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gate into the city." Mm. Yep. And, and it's uh, just a really interesting choice of text, that isn't it? That he's chosen there because. You know, there are all kinds of things you could have chosen, you know, for it is by grace you are saved through faith or something. Um, but I think throughout this, what we've really appreciated is that Bunyan is, and perhaps lots of these old writers, were just not not ashamed to say that, no, a, a kind of daily, lived out, grace fueled obedience to the law of God is not just, it's an essential fruit of our salvation, isn't it? That we That we live out the commands of God and walk in the commands of God. Um, 
and uh, yeah, that's that's been a f- the focus, hasn't it? Of You're it, talking so. about revelation. His quote of revelation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blessed um, are they that do his commands. Yeah, blessed yep. are they who do his commandments. Um, yeah, they have the right to the tree of life mm. and may enter through the gates into the city. Because yeah. ultimately, they've believed that the commandment is to, you know, believe trust Christ in the Lord Jesus mm. Christ to, yep. to love, yep. to love God and love love your neighbor. But we're back to the tree of life, which is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Um, uh, you know, we're back to the more glorious garden uh, from the from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said so then they're called. They're called. They're told to call out to let for people to let them in. And they call out, and then these three men poke their head over the wall, and you're yes. Uh, who are they? <laughs> Moses, uh, Enoch, Moses, and Elijah. But why? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it does say uh, etc. in my in the old version. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, why why would he pick on them? I I sort of no. Um, I understand you know Moses and Elijah, the great prophets of the Old Testament. There's no New Testament person here, is there? No. Um, no. No reason. Um, well, I mean, the I mean, one thing you could say is that this this is to show um, that all of Scripture has been pointing to a singular way of salvation, which Clever. is faith in Christ, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And uh, that you know, Moses uh, Moses preached Christ. You know, he he was the bringer of the law, but he knew that we needed a saviour. Elijah <laughs> kind of stands for you know all the prophetic yep. you know group in the Old Testament, and they were pointing on to it's a saviour beyond themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Enoch is the you know he's he's he's. I mean, it's amazing in Genesis five because you've got the the and he died and he died and he died and he died and he died, and mm. so that the curse mm. of death that was brought on in the fall is working its way out through the generations. But Enoch just um, stands out like a sore thumb in that chapter because we're told that he walked with God and then he was not, for God took him. And so he did not experience death. And, um, you know, one one writer, I remember, says that Enoch is the standing pledge of death's defeat. Um, So right at the beginning of the Bible, here is a pledge that death is not going to have the last word. It's not going to be, to borrow another phrase, you know, the coffin is not an exitless box. There is going to be a a way out and a way through. And Enoch is saying, yeah, you know, I was the first, uh, that that was me. I'm the standing pledge. Like, I was the pledge right at the Mm. beginning that resurrection and life after death is coming. And here I am now. I told you, you know, I told you. so maybe that's why he's there. So they poke over. Um, then what happens? Uh, they present their uh, certificates, don't they? Their assurance yes. certificates. Mm. And then the king looks at them and says, what are they doing outside? Yeah, get them in yeah, here. Get them in here. <laughs> yeah. um, they've got the certificates. Why are they outside? You know. Yeah. Um, and the gates are opened. Mm. Uh, and then it picks on those descriptions from Revelation. Mm. The city shone like a sun and the streets yeah. were paved with gold and... And crowns and well, they're dressed. They're dressed in gold, and it's it's amazing because actually, if you remember Christian when he was in Interpreter's House, which you might not remember because it was so long ago, he had an image of a of a place where he saw these people wearing gold shining on the ramparts, and he had to fight. Remember countenance, and had to fight through to get into this, and he's done that. He's fought through, and now he's been dressed in gold, mm. and uh, he's he's made it into this place, and now he's there, you know, uh, singing the praises of God with the the rest of those who have who have gone before him. 
Um, and there's this beautiful joy, isn't there? Enter ye into the joy uh, of your Lord. And then they sing that song, blessing and honour. Well, they had that bass player in. Yeah. Uh, blessing and honour and glory and power. Yeah. Leading it. Yeah. Blessing and honour and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and mm. unto the Lamb forever and ever. And they're singing the song of that's in Revelation. And, mm. yeah. uh, you know, they're there now with all the people of God and all the elders all around the throne, um, seeing the lamb that is the lion, the lion lamb. And it feels a bit imbalanced, doesn't it, in the sense that we've had however many hundreds of pages of detailed descriptions of liars and cheats and charlatans and pains and sufferings and sorrows and death and martyrdom and devils. And there's just really, in terms of balance, there's not a, there's not a great deal devoted to describing this place. Um, but I wonder if Bunyan is trying to keep alive a sense of the intrigue and a bit of a, you know, the wonder of going further up and further in. You know, it's the kind mm. of... Cause, because you have them at the end there, they go in and the gates are shut and then Bunyan sort of swaps back to the writer's perspective and says, when I had seen, I wished myself among them. Yeah. He's like, you can imagine him just as the gate's yes. closing, he's, he's at a neck <laughs> yes. and then it yeah. closes yeah. and he's longing to be mm. inside and he's not... This side of heaven, I suppose, we've, you know, we've got great descriptions of what it will be like and yet we're not privy to, to absolutely everything and so there is a just... you Just wait, you know, I mean, you'll see how... That, that must be what the Apostle John's thinking. Mm. As as his, I mean, as frightening yeah. as his vision has been in Revelation, mm. he has seen a, just but a glimpse of glory, and he's thinking that is incredible. Mm. And so, come, Lord Jesus. Mm. And I guess Bunyan saying that you can, as you say, you see these these gates, and he's longing <laughs> for them not to shut, and he's just seen through the little Slither. crack. Yeah, yeah. And singing, holy, 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 and then it shuts, Ooh. and he says, "Ah, oh, I wish I was with them." And so, come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. So you've got all this glory and joy and they're at home and they're at rest and they're with their friends and they're beholding the great glory of the king and uh, it's, it's an amazing place. And a very and, natural place to end. And a natural it? place to end, but Bunyan <laughs> yeah. doesn't do that. No, and no. This, this is, he's masterly. He's absolutely masterly. He says, now while I was gazing upon all these things, I turned my head to look back and saw ignorance and mm. now... He plays this little minor part at the end, but what a part, actually, yeah. mm. um, because he comes to the river. Uh, he gets over the river, um, you know, easily, really. Mm. Be- why? Well, there's a sort of this ghostly character here. A um, ferryman. Yeah, there's a ferryman, uh, which that term is so haunting, isn't it? I don't well, know it always the is ferryman. the ferryman. It's yeah. so, yeah. It's yeah. Like, pay uh, the ferryman. It's ghostly. It reminds me of a mist, a very misty sea, and yeah. it's just twilight, and this, there's a man there like, who's mm. just, and the sound of the chains hitting the, the, the wall, the dock wall, you know. You isn't that a, what, like, Hades is like? Yeah, yeah, there's right, a boat yeah. from Hades. The river sticks, yeah. isn't it? You've got to go over sticks, and you've got to pay the ferryman. Yes, so, well, yeah. but, but this ferryman's called Vain Hope. Yeah, so what a, what a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? Yeah, um, and uh, of course, ignorance yeah. uh, likes him. You know, Vain Hope's terrific. Yeah, uh, get in the boat, easy. It's an easy job. Uh, death isn't just an easy thing. Yeah, and he manages to get over and ascend the hill because he uh, knows he's going to be accepted. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is quite this is quite a yeah this is quite an unsettling passage. This mm. because. Um, you know what it shows you is that the that the, the human heart is so deceptive um, 
that even at the greatest moments of trial in life, uh, our idols can deceive us into thinking that it's peace, peace, you know, mm. when there is no peace. And um, there are obviously some people who, who perhaps have, you know, been agnostic or atheistic in their views. And as they come to die, they do, they, they, they're very unsettled. They wonder yeah. if they've done the right thing and they're trying to call out for someone who can, but there are other occasions when, the conscience has perhaps been so seared um, and is so settled in its ignorance that there can be a confidence in approaching death because, uh, and that's, that's mm. worst of all, isn't it? I think. Um, and that seems to be what happens. He's, he's got over really without, you know, he comes to the gate, issue, he knocks you know? on the, yeah. he knocks on the door uh, uh, for entrance and, think it would be done all nice and quickly and um they ask him the question mm. uh they ask him for his certif certificate and he fumbles around sort of trying to sort of sort of think he might have it as if he yeah. as if yeah. you know as if he wouldn't have known he'd had it uh, mm. but he fumbles around in his jacket and and can't uh, show it. And uh... well, his it, just before that, I mean, the his argument is very interesting because yeah. they look over the top and they say, "Whence come you, and what mm. would you have?" And he answered, "I have eaten and drunk mm. in the presence of the king, and he is taught in our streets." Which I think is that not some sort of um, quote from the gospel somewhere where they where the people are saying. Um, Basically, he seems to think. Isn't that when, I've I've when Jesus the... talks? About, are you talking about when Jesus sends out the gospel? But there's excuses. I'm talking about the, the bit where, but I, I'm, I'm now thinking it's the wrong application no. of what I'm saying. But um, you know, we played we played a dirge for you and you did not oh, cry. Yeah. We yeah, played yeah. a flute for you and you did yes. not dance. Yeah, like yeah. in other words, there's a sort of sense in which he's saying, "Look, I was in the 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 orbit yeah. of the king i you know i i he was in our town once and yeah. my granddad was a christian didn't you know and yeah. you know, my neighbor that was sort of also stuff, a yeah. believer and Definitely that, he's yeah. kind of thinking i had some sort of loose association with it and, that, and and i want to eat and drink you know i'm not so concerned about seeing jesus but i do want the the pleasantries of this place yeah. you know and you know my life was sort of christian i suppose and mm. so he's he's in the moment of sort of testing he's leaning on the wrong the wrong things and then as you say it's well do you personally have any sign that you have come by the cross and and he it says uh, well, and, and then and then yeah. it says that um yeah uh, have you he is the question is asked have you none have you not got this certificate yeah. and he's yeah. he can't he can't speak which is not interesting because he, he was quite a, a chatty man yeah. before wasn't yeah. he i mean uh, you know there was a lot of talk from him well that's right it, it, he yeah. had a lot of defense for his his religion yeah yeah when you come you when you come before the judge of the world none none will say anything every mouth will be shut yeah. and yeah. then you've got this ending of Bunyan you know the shining ones took him up carried him through the air to the door that I saw the si uh, in, in the side of the hill and put him in there mm. then I saw that there was a way to hell even from the gates of heaven mm. as well as from the city of destruction wow. so I woke and behold it was a dream mm. that's his last words yeah extraordinary yeah that he's still warning you uh, yep. you know and that's it. And that's the end of the Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah, I mean, there's a sort of concluding hymn, which is at the end of my version, I think, and all of ours, perhaps. And 
where he basically uh, Bunyan just sort of narrates what's happened and it's quite humble really because he says look uh, there may be things in here um, which you don't agree with or which you think I've exaggerated but if you think there's nothing in here um, then beware you know uh, it's that sort of thing isn't it Come, come on. Um, I mean, this is a remark. This book was the, you know, the second biggest seller to the Bible in, in our country yeah. uh, for years and years and years. Mm. I remember um, it was one of the last times I went to. I mean, it's worth it's worth going around um, Bedford in England and doing a tour of Bunyan's place is good. And there's a little museum there as well. Mm. Um, and they love Bunyan there, and they show you, you know, they've got his. Uh, stuff that he was in prison with and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and you can do walking around and see some of the interpreter's house and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I, I went into uh, the, the library, the normal library, to look up some Bunyan stuff because they've got some... Uh, they used to have a room in the normal library called the Bunyan Room. And I went in and I asked the librarian lady. So this is the normal secular library. Mm. And she said, oh, we don't have any... We don't have uh, much cause for that anymore. Uh, this book, uh, we're rather we're a bit embarrassed about it now in 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 Bedford, um, and that's the thing that's put them on the map, which mm. is just ridiculous, mm. isn't it? Um, and she said, "No, the the we used to have lots of schools come here, but they they don't do this anymore." Mm. Mm. And that is tragic, isn't really it? Really sad yeah. because this is a terrific, terrific yeah. uh, understanding of the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. So Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, Victorian <clears throat> preacher, got this little quote from him on the back of this virgin. Next to the Bible, the book that I value most is John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, <laughs> the Bible in another shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, well, he used to read it every year. Well, mm. he, he, I, I read, uh, I don't know where I got this from, but I read that he read it 200 times. And I, 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 don't, I don't know why, because he, he, he had a... Um, he remembered everything he he read. <laughs> yeah. So you sort of only need to read it once, then. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, that just shows you enjoyment and. Yeah. I mean, and if people wanted to read it, yours is a really good. Do you want to just say the t- the author and because that's title that's a, a, a slightly modernised, but not. So, oh yeah, sorry, of course, John Bunyan. But I mean, uh, if the if is there a way? It's by Anico Press. That helps. How do you spell that? A N E K O. Wow. Um. I mean that that's a very good uh, slightly modernized English version isn't it yeah. because some of them are terrible mm. some of the the modern English are just they just ruin everything mm. um, and yours has got scripture references hasn't it yeah in fact yeah. they're they're written into what he's saying so you can read that scripture straight away yeah, yeah. they they might uh, choose another one but in the footnote they'll tell you which one was yeah. originally used so it's, it's really good great well, I'm uh, I'm I'm bidding for uh, one of our next podcasts to do Bunyan's Holy War, mm. which is a lot less known but fantastic. Mm. Um, so uh, people should listen out for that. I think, don't, don't yeah. They? I mean, if we just committed to doing the complete works of John Bunyan, <laughs> that would forever. take quite a long time. I know, but at yeah. least it gives us a schedule, doesn't oh, it? Oh, okay. Well, let's let's do Holy War. <laughs> Yeah. We, could do, we could do the life and death of Mr. Badman, which yeah. is a game that not many people know about. But there's just a lot of talk yeah. uh, in, in that. But yeah. ba- I mean, that's interesting because Badman goes to hell, mm. and then we follow him in hell. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, look, stay tuned. We hope you've enjoyed this series. We've certainly enjoyed doing it. And um, cornerstonechurchkingston.org is where you can find our sermons and other resources. Please do stay tuned. Keep an eye out for uh, future future podcasts. If you've got any ideas, things that you'd like us to cover, um, then uh, why not submit a, submit a form through the website and we'll be able to see that feedback. Um, but God bless you in your own pilgrimage. <laughs>